0: everybody welcome back to pack your mics the top chef program from the creators of read it and weep today we're talking about season 19 it's top chef houston episode 11 titled family vacation i am your host alex in hollywood california with megan hey buddy hey and we are joined in northern california by ezra and sarah good morning hello and because the theme of this week's episode is family vacation both our brooklyn and burbank team's took the day off to hang out with their extended families they both have family visiting and are just they're just living they're living what we are can only discuss on a podcast so it's just going to be the four of us today we're we're missing half of the team and we are down to a reasonable number of podcast hosts <laughs> This is um, why you need to always have two Sarahs in case you lose a Sarah. You got a backup mm-hmm. Sarah. That's true.
1: We yeah, are, we're down to an any, average
0: amount of Sarah.
2: Yeah. Any world where there's not at least one Sarah is that even a world? <laughs>
0: we. <laughs> this is the so. amount of Sarah that most podcasts have to deal with every week. We normally have a a, a bounty where we've been we stockpiled on Sarahs. Yeah. Very Just smart of case. us. Just in case there was a shortage. Um. You know, there's like a bunch of shor- Sarahs stuck in uh, Long Beach Harbor trying to get in. We ship them in containers from (laughs) Europe. Anyway, um, we're just going to jump right in. We have so much to discuss today. Um, I want to just jump right into the quick fire. Um, So uh, speaking of Sarah's, speaking of the Sarah surplus, there's a new Sarah back in town. Sarah is back. Chef Sarah is back on the show and the remaining six chefs hop in their sponsored cars and head out to an entire sponsored island. Today's challenge is taking place, of course, in Galveston, the Jersey Shore of Texas um before apparently that's what i've been told um before they can cook um their seafood bounty one of the live crabs dismounts from the table and makes a break for the ocean and fun fact according to texas law if it makes it off the pier it is technically free and needs to be recaptured in the ocean so unfortunately (laughs) it's watery trail mysteriously ends several feet away from salvation when presumably a pa ran it and got it back on the table (laughs) that's not really a texas law i can tell from your eyes that that was not uh, I mean, exaggeration enough for it to be obvious.
1: I don't know what our laws and what aren't laws in, uh, and especially in especially Texas. Especially in Texas. In Texas yeah. and
0: maritime law combined.
2: But oh I
1: do think
0: God. if if a crab if it's if it makes it off the counter it's one thing, but if it makes it off the secondary porch, it deserves to be free.
2: <laughs> that moment was very disturbing for our son, by the way. <laughs> I
0: so, yeah, I was very upset as well. Once
1: once you care a little bit about like once mm-hmm. they do something that has a little bit of character, it's a, it's a little
0: tougher to stick a knife in its head. Oh okay, yeah, if you wanted to ruin that for everybody as soon as you fell off, if you were like, Oh no, Larry the crab is making a getaway <laughs> and then no one could ever eat him.
2: And then a few no minutes better. later, like, and here comes Larry into the pot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't <laughs> name things you even, don't
0: eat. I think if you name it, no one was gonna want to cut it in half anymore. That's um, even
2: worse.
1: Though, right? Like if you if you like if you if you you know, killed it and named it and then serve it. And like,
0: well, no one wants to eat Larry. It's like, that's even worse for Larry. Well, that's, that's why I was, I was naming it while he was running so that no one would want to. There was a lot of live, there was live crab getting uh, thrown in pots later, too. There's a lot of briefly living things, making appearances. Um, this, this week, specifically, what they are giving their lives for is what Padma calls the ultimate communal appetizer. The seafood tower quick question you two what is the penultimate communal appetizer <laughs> what are other fondue I it, oh. yeah, fondue i that's exactly what megan said first i think that is definitely the ultimate communal appetizer it's oh, got I mean, a oh, cheese I fountain
3: i don't think i've ever actually had a cheese fountain like i think I've well seen he just said fondue TV. so it could just
0: be a pot but the fountain right. would be i think what makes it ultimate but i've seen cheese i've
3: seen cheese Right, I've sorry, seen penult- chocolate. Yeah, yeah, the chocolate fountain sounds yeah, everywhere. A chocolate fountain, but not um, cheese fountain. That
1: thing you could do it, where someone gets naked and you put a lot of food on them. Oh, sushi. Well, whatever you want. Oh,
3: <laughs>
2: just that's just, the just, ultimate appetizer. That's penultimate well, it's communal. Uh, penultimate. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah, I guess we're we're using communal to mean germ-ridden. Then, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone if everyone's going for
1: the same whatever serving vessel. What like, about nachos? Communal. Oh, yeah, nachos, nachos are pretty good. good. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. nachos are the ultimate um good point i just i don't I wouldn't even if you said name your ultimate communal appetizers i don't think seafood tower specifically would be in my top 100 i i I could listen for a long time
2: i don't think i knew what that was until this episode like i've never seen a seafood tower on a menu nor have i had one you know eaten from one interesting
0: yeah i've seen plates taller it looks like that one cruise ship challenge in the seattle season where they were like use dumb plates to make whatever you're making yeah. it's got to be a tower or a series of drawers or
2: oh yeah up- that was dumb
0: mm-hmm. the, the whimsy of that i don't remember the name of that thing but yeah yeah the, the, the restaurant, restaurant was are like this is our whimsical cruise ship restaurant yeah um, this time they have to make a tower that is all of two floors tall the uh one floor is hot seafood the other floor is cold seafood it is a very brief tower um and if you like a if you like your quickfire, if your ideal quickfire involves the taste of sand, sweat, and flies in a seafood tower, now it's really the ultimate communal appetizer.
3: I was super disappointed that it wasn't all on one tower. Mm, like right, actually stacked on itself. Tower. Yeah, I yeah. they were gonna have a big
2: tower with oh, everyone's oh. Like mega a, tower. Like Yeah. On the crab is like a shrimp sitting right on top. And then oh, right I on top of the shrimp tower. is an oyster.
0: Okay, okay. So we got two great ideas here. So Megan, you're suggesting twelve plates high on a metal tower. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you're suggesting the food itself just gets stacked on itself. Jenga, seafood
2: can- Jenga. Jenga. Yeah, no, of course. <laughs> oh,
0: there's nothing wrong. I, this is, these are all great pictures. I, I
2: thought the ultimate like,
1: communal t- uh, appetizer is of course food Jenga. <laughs> I I will just do one more where I want the chefs also to be a tower at the same time. Sure. So, oh, yes. Like- like you a stack a the chefs up yeah. and they're all mm-hmm. they're all like, you know, all the kitchen stations are like, you know, uh like you know, vertically
0: up. You have to all cook in one trench coat. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that's fun. Um, fortunately for us, the Shoda is back to judge, and he seems like he likes everything. So it turns out the sand and sweat and flies were not an issue for him. Um and he especially likes that there was fruit. He was very pleased about the fruit. Um his least favorites though were last chance champion Sarah. Fresh back in the competition, whose oysters off the half shell needed a pinch more salt, and also Buddha's yakky taco that nearly kills Padma. She had a tough time,
2: yeah. I, I, and I just didn't, yeah, none of those really looked that appetizing to me.
0: I, I mean, the, the certainly the bottom parts didn't, um. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I'm doing my best here to continue on, but you—one of you—switched places with a child, and it is a tiny bit distracting. She's very cute, but not participating, and I don't know how to carry on. <laughs> you know what? You sometimes you have a kid, you know, years
1: ago, and then it has ramifications that you don't fully realize, and one of them is messing up podcast a little bit. <laughs> Maya, you want to say hi? You want to say hi? You can say talking to the, You don't no. have
0: to. No, don't. No pressure. You want to Enjoying listening. No, no, not even that. Okay, that's fair. Um, on the good side of the challenge today, <laughs> Ashley's cold BBQ oyster and hot jerk shrimp is also is up there along with Nick's cold watermelon oyster and hot head suck shrimp, and also Evelyn's cold oyster and hot shrimp. Anyway, uh, that's your only option. If you want to be in this, you have to do a cold cold oyster, or hot shrimp, and Evelyn's
3: Except Sarah did a hot oyster, right?
0: Well, she was in the bottom. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. If you wanted to do well, all three of the tops were cold oyster, hot shrimp. Mm-hmm. Sarah tried to flip it on its head, and she ended up on the bottom of the tower. Um, Evelyns went with a Evelyn went with a Thai Cajun boil, which does sound awesome and does seem very cool. Um, she wins her first quick fire of the season and a prize of 30 minutes extra in the elimination challenge to cook, which I'm sure she's happy for, but would prefer to trade for $10,000 like some of the other ones.
1: Ooh, I yeah. like that idea where you can like, you can you can
0: give minutes back at like a, at some dollar premium where it's like, Oh, "Hmm." there's a conversion rate of minutes of cook time to dollars.
3: Or if it's like some sort of quick fire prize, um, like white elephant where you're like, Oh, "Oh, I'd actually rather have the one that that person. Oh,
0: I love that. You take someone else's uh, advantage from a different challenge. You're like, Oh, now I get a sous chef for 20 minutes and, or, or I'm going to, I'm going to keep this. You choose my food, but I get a, I get 10 grand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's fun i like that um i also want to bring it ren on twitter um wants wanted to say to us this is top chef not top
2: oysters
0: (laughs) there's a lot of oysters
2: there's a lot of oysters yeah yeah it was i think it was a fun challenge but it just wasn't like super pleasing to watch
0: yeah i i want more tower i think I, yeah, mm-hmm. the, I, the tower is not my concern here. It really is cooking outside when it's windy and salty, like and sandy and
2: and right in the sun. I felt so bad for them. The sun, shading. Yes, like they weren't was even there was
0: shade. a shaded area that they're not. It's like they didn't they didn't bother to reserve the pagoda, so they had to cook on the sand. Oh, uh, that is what it is. Well, well, I mean, here's the thing. I think just you know by
1: catching Larry, the you know the crab, they like um I think they angry seagulls. Yeah, they incurred Poseidon's wrath, right? Sure. And I think it was, it was probably also by you know, dedicate, not dedicating some of that uh, that feast, I guess, to him and his glory. That right, was they probably, should
0: have poured out some mignonette
1: to right. Poseidon. And it, was, it, was, it was like like I'm I'm yeah I'm I am the great one. Uh, you know said uh, said Sarah, and then then Poseidon's like you know what
0: you're not going to get home for ten years. Like enjoy wandering. Yes, well, you wandered through Last Chance Kitchen for ten weeks. <laughs> Uh, that's what happens. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is fine. This was fine. It was fine. This is this is
1: fine. No, know fine. It's, we're um, running out of episodes. So like, I, I if it if this is like,
0: um, I feel I want them all to be bangers now, right? So like, absolutely. The, the quick fires, I guess, can't always be, but I definitely and I and I think the challenge, especially because the elimination challenge was the classic family challenge. We're about we're about there. We knew this was going to happen. Um, so, to yeah, have the you, quick can fire. Can you cook while well crying well. In, in emotional yes. distress? Exactly, unless you're Demar, Then, yeah, having that be the challenge and then be like kind of a throwaway quick fire was a little disappointing. But let's jump into that. Let's get into the crying challenge. Let's go to the elimination for today. If you've been wondering if this season felt like it had more Spawn Con than any other season previously, well, they're here to settle that question forever. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> today, with the most, pro- I think for me, some of the most painful spawn con of the year is a Padma saying our friends at Verbo that was up there with the Jurassic park and any other, (laughs) that was bad. Yeah. And it was
3: just like, didn't she start out with like, as you can see, this is a great spot for a family vacation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was like Galveston sponsored. And then it had a met an internal sponsor on top of that for Verbo. Oh, and making VRBO v- R- into a word at the same time, it was really it was really cringy.
2: I agree, but I also don't think it worked out very well for Verbo. The kitchen wasn't great. No, they just complained about the kitchen. And Galveston
0: like blew away Tom's hat. So <laughs> yeah, and then there was a hurricane. Yeah, it, it was not a, not the best. Still, but right. Besides, still angry because of, of Larry. That's true. Um, the kitchen did look nicer. We'll, we'll get it. Okay, let's go back a step first. Everyone, they have the chefs get to spend a day frolicking around all of the great things Galveston has to offer. A bus that looks like a trolley but is standing on actual trolley tracks, but not a trolley. Candy. End of list. Um, that was it. That was the whole. What a fun day in Galveston. This candy might be a hundred years old. Enjoy salt your saltwater
2: taffy that you can find in any tourist beach town in America. Yeah,
0: absolutely. What what a joy they made Galveston seem like. I okay. I do like saltwater taffy. Pretty. It did look kind of pretty, but as far as, like, stuff to do, it was like, you can you can go on the beach, but the beach is empty. You can take a bus to Taffy. Yeah. the Taffy bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. Oh, a Taffy bus, if it, like, stretched out whenever oh. it started to drive, Ooh. that would be pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And then um,
3: it folded over on itself. So, like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah just, again and travel, again. And like Whoa. Okay. As long as I
0: think we, <laughs> we would die is my concern with that bus. It's like if know. you're a passenger in a Transformer, when it transforms, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just get squished. Um, but yeah, so then after their fun day in Galveston, they get to go retire to what a fun place to have a family vacation, which is a rental house provided by VRBO, which apparently they've spent a fortune to convince us to pronounce Verbo. <laughs> I think it actually always was supposed to be pronounced that way. We just never cared. I still don't. I don't think. Um, if you guys don't did know they, VRBO, by the way, it is Airbnb for old people. What, Megan?
3: Did they always? Is it V capital V, capital R, capital B, capital O.: Yes, and they want us to pronounce it verbo.:
0: It's vacation rental by owner. It's an acronym. So, I, actually, it's
1: like it's the, oh, I, yeah. we're looking at it right now, in the logo pretty clearly, and on the Wikipedia, a lot of the letters are lowercase, like all the capital are,
2: V, and the rest is lowercase.
0: So I think it was this is one of those where it started as an acronym, and then they were oh, like, what if we yeah. changed it into oh, a no, word? 2019? Yeah. yeah. you're right. March 2019. I, all those I knew years it. Ago. I knew it. They were they're trying to trying to dupe us. You can't. It's
2: because it's so hard to say. VRBO.
3: Who has time for that? Yeah.
0: Also, it sounds like a thing that anyone could do, and this is actually a company. So it's Airbnb, a. I see.
3: I V R B O. I don't know. It's the same. <laughs> like, <you're right. laughs>
0: well, I do. I do wonder if like the VR because ver. I'm not going to do it. VRBO was around before Airbnb, and I feel like maybe they're like. Well, we sure missed that boat. Yeah. That should have been our idea.
3: Bitter.
2: That. The, the wild
3: thing
0: <laughs> is it's owned by the Expedia group which owns like
1: all of the travel things. So like Orbitz, um, Hotwater, Hotels.com, Travelocity, Trivago, cars rental, it's all the same Expedia. <sighs> well, that
0: I didn't know and that it, I should have assumed and that's annoying. Um it even motif.com makes- Oh, well, now it's over now. <laughs> That's the Australian hotel. Um, so it makes sense time. then that they would that that the Expedia group would be like, let's buy this vacation rental property, turn it into our own Airbnb rival, and then make people pronounce it a different way. Mm-hmm. Is there a pronunciation you'd like better? I was just saying the letters and i I was fine with it. Like at no point when I was saying VRBO in my life was I like, oh, if only this was faster. I really wish I could save some time on this. I mean, we've <laughs> not put not a put lot of our of life into this now. So. <laughs> well, this is different. We're on the clock now. Anyway, so they get this vacation rental that is extremely tall. Um, and they the are cooking a vacation ref- rental, oh, if you will. Great. It's a tower home. It was so tall. And, the, and they're cooking as if for a family reunion. And and Padma is like clearly being coy about who the family is. But she's
3: also saying a single family but she very
0: clearly just, said it was a single family so like what she, so what she's saying not only did not fool anybody but also didn't work uh, didn't check out totally but anyways mysterious people could it's a family could be anybody megan assumes it's the obamas um
3: well i wasn't assuming i was just like what family would i like to see it would be fun if right it was now. the obamas It was yeah. hopeful.
0: yeah you're manifesting yeah. it um, yeah
2: i was cynical and was like oh it's gonna be like the kardashians or something yeah that would oh,
0: right or like Mr. Galveston and his family It was going to be yeah. some some sponsored family somehow I thought it was going to be just
1: like all of Larry's extended family and they're going to be unhappy <laughs>
0: it's, just a, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just, a, just a whole wave of crabs that are furious <laughs> it's the fam, the Where's oceanic Larry? family <laughs> Larry was It's just
2: be one here. empty chair
0: for Larry at the end they of the day. they took the table.
2: famous Galveston taffy bus to get there <laughs>
0: <laughs> <They're all just laughs> this ball of crabs holding over on it itself Well, so we have a lot of bad assumptions. Fortunately, the (laughs) chefs were like, oh, this is our family. Um, Each of them gets a dossier for a mystery guest and Buddha clocks instantly that it's his wife without a shadow of a doubt. Like you could not if that if Malia Obama had been his person, he would have been like, that doesn't make sense. Why did you have my wife fill out this paperwork? (laughs) He knows 100 percent for sure it is his wife, which means he also wins all the wife points. Also, yeah. Sarah recognizes her sister's tastes. Damar recognizes his boss friend and is relieved not to have to cry while he's working like everybody else. <laughs> Until <laughs> later, he finds out that his friend was sent by his mom. And then there's some, then there's some crying, but in like a nicer time. Um, it was better actually for him. Evelyn yeah. is thrilled to recognize her dad's obsession with eggs. <laughs> Ashley <laughs> picked out her mom. And Nick is positive he's never met this person before. <laughs> it is his mom um nick nick is as positive he doesn't know this person as as buddha was about it being his, his wife he's like whoever this is it's gonna be an adventure for me to find out i love all mom. of it
1: um i uh one of my favorites i think was sarah's
0: shade i guess at her sister which like she says she's allergic she is
1: not allergic she doesn't like it
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean there was definitely a time later where it was like the you know the table that would be the the honor to hang out at would be you know <laughs> tom and pat and all, but the the table that would be fun to hang out with would be Sarah and her sister. They seem yeah. like what a delightful Was it pair. Just, just stick, stick the
1: whole thing in your mouth. No, one, no one's watching.
2: <laughs> oh my God, so good. The then, realest moment ever on Top Chef. And
0: then she actually said in a cut scene, she, she threatened her sister would kill Tom, Like I, which I oh, believe yeah. is a first on the show. Is She said, Tom, my sister will murder you if you make me cry.
1: It's so, it was a lot of, and then I, I shan't say goodbye. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of really good,
0: really good it's, bits from it's Sarah. It's very good and to have Sarah back on the, uh, on the flagship because she is just so fun. Yeah. Not cooking super well, but really fun. Yeah. Um, but I did love Nick's just like complete non-recognition of his mom. How do you guys feel? If you, do you feel like. We're we're a, a double date podcast currently, and I was asking Megan this last night. Do you guys think that if you filled out these sheets for, would the other person immediately recognize? If I guess to be fair, you were told by Padma a family that might be the Obamas is coming. Like, if you had enough distraction, would you recognize each other's tastes?
2: I think probably, but it also depends on how tricky we were being. Yeah, for I each mean, other, if we weren't trying to
1: hide the ball, like if I, I think like. Then, yeah. If you might,
0: were trying like, to clue it, what would you put on there that the other person would immediately notice?
2: Oh, well, I for myself would just put like all types of drinks and like no food, and then Ezra would immediately know. Yeah. The
1: right, like, like, to, the favorite foods, you would list drinks. Be, like, yeah, like, yeah, Arnold Palmer,
0: the pool,
2: coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, the pool's not. Do you fair. not eat <laughs> <any> solid <laughs> food? You, do you that, get all but... your
0: calories from beverages? Is that.
2: I just That's love just the, where them. The joy it's is, just I where think. my joy comes from. Like, Interesting. not even alcohol. Like, I don't drink much alcohol at all. But like, I just get our, a lot of joy home
1: from yeah.
2: having a drink in my hand. Yeah, huh.
1: yeah, it makes everything different. And mine would be like, like bread, a sandwich with good yeah. bread,
0: and then like yeah. sandwiches. I think would be a giveaway from you for sure.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: what about yeah, you guys? I, I feel like, well, I would just be like, if it said vegetarian, no beets. I think that would probably be enough mm-hmm. for Megan um and yours is a little harder because you're like you're more chill i think you don't have as many like clear strong dislikes
3: no i'm actually probably a pickier eater than you but i don't have like you know it's not like as easy to describe as no beats right like i'm just like i don't like this and i can't really say why
0: that's true <laughs> I, the only thing that the, the clear giveaway if, you, if she was trying to hint it would be like favorite food cheese and then in parentheses not too farmy
3: because I don't know
0: if anyone else says that very often, but we had like a che- when we went to a fancy cheese monger, they talked about the farminess, and so we've talked about the farminess, and
3: I don't even know if they talked about no, they the farminess. Did. They did. They oh did. No, yeah. I, no, We're I think we, we might have like
0: we didn't make this up.
3: like I think you guys made it, this up. We're like, on the street. Like, no, it's not too farmy. <laughs> you guys
2: um, made this
3: up. Is is farmy like goaty? Or
2: yes, goat cheese yeah. is
3: farmy. The that- so yeah. my I totally get Farmy is like an omelet with like goat cheese or something if it's too if it's like it's
0: two farmy <laughs> items at the same time you're basically living on a farm that's too farmy it's yeah. just too much of it's, it's what it's that's like, what coco chanel yeah. says like when before you go out the door like look at your dish and take one farmy thing off yeah exactly. <laughs> classic coco chanel although in this she's played by a what a goat with a top hat what is go- it <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that, I, those would be the giveaways. I mean, if yours just said, I mean, just the fact that it was a vegetarian, I'd be like, well, this is a freebie or Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was cooking, that would be nice. I mean, Evelyn was like, oh, these are dishes literally from my menu. So she mm-hmm. had a pretty good hint that it was someone who knew her. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty fun. Although Sarah got kind of a bad deal because her sister was like, the only thing I like is this dish that you do not like and don't know how to prepare
2: yeah that was not super kind.
0: It was a fun twist. Uh, well, it was fun because they had kind of like they clearly had this like the, the perfect like antagonist but like deep love
1: sibling
2: yeah. relationship yeah. It was
0: really fun to see yeah
1: i I just i want the, I want the spin off of just like the tales of Sarah
0: and her sister because like it's like we got into some stuff. It's like I'm not gonna tell you what yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> limitations in Jamaica is very long, so we, they were fun. Yeah, they spent time at a, at a resort, like growing up at a resort in Jamaica, which is a very interesting upbringing too. Um, and we did see in, cause in in Last Chance there was like one dish where she was like, oh, by the way, I am proficient at Jamaican food and it's what I love the most. And we had not seen much of it before and then it was excellent. Yeah. Um, judging this challenge to get back to the the outcome is Sheldon, winner of fan favorite from Seattle and of course, fan favorite from Charleston. He's the fan's double favorite which is the, presumably a Top Chef record. I didn't actually check that, but there's no way that anyone has had a chance to be more fan yeah. favorites, right? I think he's the fanest favoriteist, favoritist, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's um, only the the
1: the that's the only double winner of anything, unless you consider, um, uh, Voltaggio as being like, the, he never was eliminated three times,
0: which is like, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the only, uh, yeah, that is a, that is a very impressive record as well. Um, Yeah. I we, we're going to talk a little bit more about fan favorite labor. We don't usually as people like our group, we don't usually spend as much time talking about fan favorite. And I think part of it is because we always watch this on. We watch the episode on apps or we buy it on iTunes or something. And so we're not watching the TV version that like has the ads for fan favorite. So we're not hitting, getting hit with it as often, but that's coming up. So we are start thinking about our fan favorite for this year. Um, also judging is Adrian who, from top chef Colorado, who they do give no uh, explanation to at all. And she yeah. sp- gets to speak a couple times, but they really like the way they treat Sheldon versus the way they treat Adrian seems a little unfair.
2: Yeah, totally. I like to see
0: her again. That
2: was, yeah, nice. was cool. And she's a good it's judge.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: She's very serious. And I wonder yeah. if like she's just not flashy enough personality wise for them to, Could, I don't definitely know.
0: definitely be. I mean, Sheldon was like, Sheldon is just like always so smiley. And then, and then he had this like, Actually, Sheldon did the thing that's really fun from a judge where he's like so happy, like happy to be there, encouraging of everybody. And then when you start talking about a a dish he knows extremely well, he's like, Yeah, I've tasted every single tuna dish ever made. And here's my thoughts on it. Like he clearly said it for three months. (laughs) Yeah. He knew everything about it. Yeah. Um, So on the top this week, Evelyn gets that handout from her mom um, and she makes a red snapper, which is a huge hit. Um, as big of a hit as Damar's red fish that isn't snapper. So we had a red snapper and a red fish, which I like. It just gets less specific each time. It doesn't. The, I, yeah. It's just be red animal. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even sure. And just red. Just the color red. Just the it color just has red is place. Um, Damar went with that um, squeeze of lemon that he knows his boss loves. Uh, that was so specific. And then the fact that he talked about how much his boss loves A lemon to squeeze over everything and then the judges were like that real that squeeze a lemon really did it for them that was really cool i like a different colored breadcrumb also yeah the green breadcrumb was cool um i mean obviously evelyn's dish looked awesome as well i'm just remembering more of demar's because it was funnier um the uh um demar's friend boss situation though was really interesting because everyone else is weeping with their family members there or getting in a fight in Sarah's case. And then Damar is just like, so my boss is here and that's stressful.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it's like but a boss he's a mentor, mentor, but also he's yeah. my boss and it's like intense.
2: So you had the intense emotions just in a different
3: way.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's a different um, yeah, and Everyone else was like, thanks for bringing in other really talented chef to judge this party.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah who, I thought that was a an and, and then you said later, or, you, sorry, go ahead, As.
1: I just who would you want to be there? Like who 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 would you like if you could have your druthers? Like who's the who's the
0: person? Well, what's interesting what was interesting about this was I'm not sure it was druthers based because it was like a couple parents. So clearly that was a the direction they wanted to go. But then Buddha's wife is there, so Buddha's the only one who's making out during this challenge. <laughs> Everyone gets their own kind of distraction. Yeah, it 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 almost felt yeah, it almost felt like they were like, who will be maximally distracting to you? But also maybe some of the other people are not married. I don't know. Or maybe it was available. Yeah, there's some availability issues. Maybe you have to give five emergency contacts and they picked whoever Mm -hmm. they could get on on that notice. Um and then the thing with Jamar's friend boss mentor was that they had they wanted his mom to come, but she can't travel. And so she they revealed in the letter that she had sent his boss mentor yeah. friend in her stead, which is so much more cryy than if it was just like, your mom was unavailable. So we called this guy. Yeah. Um The letter was really moving later, but I, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know your what,
3: family members take a vote.
0: Oh, <laughs> or they have to do like pre-screen interviews for who will be best on television. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the know idea. if like, Brother, anyway, you can you answer Ezra? I don't know.
1: Well, who no, I'm just thinking point. like I want basically like who is who is my most enthusiastic friend who is like just like the hype man, right? And just would talk me up a lot. Uh, I think that's the thing that I would want, right? They they just you know when they're at the table is like wow this dish is really inc- wow Ezra did this oh my god so great or alternatively someone who just hates everything else right uh-huh. and just is just crapping on everyone else's dish and just really denigrating that. I think those both both those people would be really- someone who
0: would who would it be fiercely partisan.
1: Yeah, alternatively you know, in a group setting, just someone who has a fanny pack full of snacks and could like you know could could just like I don't know like refuel me like in my corner as I'm as I'm cooking.
0: You're cooking. You're surrounded ones. by food. The last thing you need is a snack bag. Hands are hard to move. You only have two hands. Right? They could just give you your own food. Yeah, with with,
1: the, with, with feeding me though.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> got weird. Um. I, yeah. I. I mean, obviously, I think it would be best if it was Megan. I think it would be you'd be a great guest. I, I will, I will say you would not be fiercely partisan if that was my top choice of like, who is going to humiliate the other chefs at judges table. It's not you.
3: It's not really my style. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I like the idea of like, uh, Meg, if you've gotten like some notes beforehand that you're like having to try to slip in where it's like, Oh, this swordfish, a little bit dry. <laughs>
4: and yeah, it's the just- card- <laughs> <laughs> reading
0: cards. <laughs> I think she they cut along the wrong grain in this <laughs> tuna. Slips <laughs> back into the background. Who said that? I don't even know. Um, the, uh, the the downside to all this. Oh, actually, I do want to bring in. Um, I want to bring in a quick mailbag actually for this because one of the other things. So they so they serve family style, cooked in a home kitchen, serve family style. You have to make enough for at least twenty people. But then, in addition to all of your guests and the judges' table, the chefs also partake. They take off their jackets and eat. That's I like nice. that. I think, okay, well, I just wanted to, so this is um, Sister of the Show, Maddie asks, um, I thought it added a strange and intimidating element to have the chefs eating and cri- 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 critiquing each other's dishes. At Joe's table, what do you guys think of that structural shift? Do you yeah. feel like, so you, you thought it was nice that they got to eat, I always want them to get to eat the food, but like, the the part where you have to like, eat each other's food and then maybe talk about it is always a little weird. Are you going to denigrate them? I think it what was a
2: nice thing that they did, but I don't know. Clearly this wasn't their issue, but my issue would be, I would not be able to eat after all that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Really stressed out.
2: Yeah. Like sit down and eat all of this food. Interestingly, Ezra
0: would also not be able to eat because he'd had so many snacks hand fed to him by a (laughs) a fiercely partisan friend with a fanny pack.
1: Yeah. I I, I see a problem for different reasons. Uh, maybe the, yeah. Maybe they just set up like a, a feed bag for me. I guess yeah.
0: Um, but but no. I, I think I would I, also have trouble. I mean, I would have I would have to eat before. I I can eat yeah. like before I perform, but I have trouble eating afterwards when I'm like hyped up.
2: Exactly. Like weird. I always assumed that the chefs like eat before they embark on their challenge, and then maybe hours after they finish and have calmed down, we'll have a little yeah. bit more. But yeah, right then would have been like very overwhelming for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I also it was what I liked though about this that was made it feel more chill was that by putting the guests and the chefs in a sort of different table, they weren't expected to tell the judges what they thought. They could just kind of hang out, and it looked like they that were mostly just really hanging nice. out.
3: Yeah, the family yeah. members didn't have to hear what the judges were saying. Yeah, that, that is actually that's really always nice. hard
0: when yeah. you're like having when your mom is watching them tear apart your yeah fish cutting technique or whatever
1: yeah. I, I think i mean it felt like the food was kind of incidental a little bit where it's just like look it's nice to actually hang out with this family member or loved one a little bit more um and yes of course we're going to eat while we're doing it but like it really felt just more like this is this is the food was going on in the background um while they get to connect
0: yeah I, that is what it felt like and i liked that part a lot oh i forgot to mention structurally so that was all happening was at the vrbo then they kicked the families out I'm not going to say it, as I'm not going to do what The, the XPD group did not give me ten thousand dollars. You heard it here first: ten thousand dollars for a correct pronunciation. We will, we will influence <laughs> literally dozens of people to pronounce this correctly. XPD group, <laughs> <laughs> instead of passionately um, giving them the zeal to pronounce it wrong on purpose, now, which is what I'm working on. <laughs> okay. um, Anyway, so they go, they, they kick the families out and they do judge's table on the deck, except that it is Galveston, Texas, which apparently has gale force winds and rain from time to time. And so they all have to pack up and go inside and they do judge's table um, a la carte. They just like make their own table and then the the chefs have to sit on the couch next to them. It It felt like a real family.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And di- I, it was fun, too, just to see them, like, getting blown around and, like, trying to persevere and do Top Chef. And then they were like, at some point, this is crappy and we're going to leave. <laughs> you can't make me be Top Chef right now. And then they went inside yeah. and set up their own mini Top Chef. It was really cute.
2: It was really cute. Yeah. And the edit on that it was pretty dramatic. Like, I wonder how long it actually, like, how long did they actually persevere? Right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I would guess you'd give up pretty fast after you had your hair done
2: professionally. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, especially if like wind was getting picked up on the mics. It's like, hey guys, we, this is not... Yeah, it's not going to sound great. great. Yeah. Oh, to finish up the... And I didn't finish up the top. So I, Evelyn and Damar both did good at their red things and then um, they both fall flat to Buddha's extremely normal looking pasta dish. It yeah. is so good. It'll make people want to marry you or large vacation rental companies want to give you $10,000. Mm-hmm. Um, Padma referred to it as a softer side of Buddha, but it, his marry me pasta, pasta amatriciana... It really looks like you could just have that anytime. That looks yeah. like made at home pasta. I mean,
3: I really want to try it because uh, I want to. I want to know what it's like. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, really it, it looks so, so familiar, and yet it it won. So,
0: I yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not the list at least Amara Tristiana, Um but it it's is like uh spicy? fried chilies and pepper. Yeah. yeah. Um, Apparently, sometimes it has Italian salt cured pork jowl. Oh. Which doesn't okay. sound great to me.
1: Jowls,
2: jowl? It's a more complexity. Yeah, jowl
0: isn't a great food word. Oh, you I, could just uh, use pancetta. That's also easier. Oh. That's got If better. you can't find salt cured pork jowl, try pancetta. Or don't Start want
2: there. to. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to yeah. stay away
0: from it, if you're on a jowl free diet. I mean, I guess that makes it kind of interesting. Anyway, it's just the most simple dish that it, it must have tasted so unbelievable. Um, not just that, Buddha, maybe Buddha want to marry his his uh, uh, then coworker, but also everyone want to give him the the win. It, and it sucks. The downside is it always sucks to send somebody home on Family Day, but them's the rules. Um, so whereas Buddha's pasta was the softer side of you, Nick's pasta was just soft. He just. Mm-hmm. Brutalized it, cooked the crap out of his pasta, and that lands him in the bottom alongside the pair of last chance kitchen survivors, who um, both seem to be down to their actual for real last chance. Sarah is in clear trouble for hiding her peanut sauce because it looked too much like poo, and also <laughs> cutting the fish wrong. That really yeah. was what happened. She was like, "It looks yeah. like poo," and then she moved the fish. And then later was like, oh, "I moved the fish to make it look less like poo," and now it tastes bad. <laughs> Yeah, better to better to look like it than taste like it, right? So absolutely. Um,
1: I mean, if that's
2: where you're at, you know you're kind of on your last legs, unfortunately. I
0: mean, apparently the I mean apparently the pizza sauce was so good it would have been made up for the fact. A lot of food looks a little bit like digested food. I mean, that's it's like not. It's. I think she was shouldn't have not shouldn't have been so worried about it. There also, it so looks stuff on cool top of it. Put, also, nicely cooked tuna. Yeah, exactly. You're covering it up anyway um but she also has never worked with tuna before cut the thing wrong so her thing that she had been doing and when she ran the table in lck was cooking stuff from her menu slightly adjusted to fit the challenge and in this one she's like i'm gonna cook a fish i've never heard of i've never seen i've never been in the same room as tuna i don't know what how tuna works <laughs> when tom was explaining how the fish works she was like oh oh that checks out that makes sense with what i know about fish but she's never done it
1: uh. Seems like- confusing grain situation they have going on to their tuna. Right. The tuna's got double grain. How dare they? Yeah. Um, Ancient grains. But also, yeah, but, but yeah, so she
0: poorly cut and cooked and sauced it, which is that's a, that's a, that's a lot. It's three for and he, it was shocking that she did not go home. But it, I think what happened was the judges or the editors, the elves showed us so much about how bad Sarah's dish was to just try to balance it with the fact that Padma spit out Ashley's paella inspired raw squid into her napkin. Cause clearly if she spits out your food, you go home and they were trying to make it interesting. And I think they overcorrected and made it seem too bad, but Padma spit out Ashley's dish.
3: Yeah. I think I there think was no good. question there. It was a weird edit though. Yeah. Like, they just, they didn't focus on it enough. I think to make it seem even. Yeah. I don't know.
0: I think in hindsight, it makes sense that that's the bigger sin. Um, like, because the tuna was cooked a little differently than how they would like it, and the squid was disgusting. Yeah. And that's yeah, it's not- like yeah. edible has to kind of beat inedible pretty much every time I, right as far as like you know, food sins which we talk about a lot on the show is like which was the slightly bigger food sin here yeah it is inedible has to be the top i guess there's one more step which is it's inedible and it'll kill you like raw chicken <laughs> is a little worse and then raw any like other stuff that you can't eat and then any food cooking mistake that's still edible right all yeah. right, right
1: so deadly and then inedible yes um,
0: and then just bad And then bad Um, for sure. And I think that's how it worked. So we forgot that inedible was above bad for a little while because of the weird edit. But
3: I guess I just was confused because at least at judges table, they were saying, well, like the rest of it was good. Right. But then I think if I remember correctly, like during the actual dinner, they were like, well, the rest of it's okay. Like, but it's not.
0: Yeah. I don't know. This is a classic when we're trying to like read the tea leaves of the judges uh, edit is that Usually, if it's, like, one person, they only say bad things, and other people, they say bad things, but also good things. So, like, Nick ruined his pasta, but, like, even Gail was like, I don't know, I kind of like the overcooked pasta. It was homey along with the other stuff that's very good. And with Ashley, it was like, oh, but also these flavors of the fake paella were also pretty good. And Sarah's, they had nothing nice to say at all.
4: yeah, but yeah they spit
0: it into a napkin. It's not good. Um, I do think you can survive
1: one inedible element if it's not the protein mm-hmm. sure yeah like yeah. It's, a, it's like this, well, this side was, this is was, real this bad a protein though yeah that's that so but yeah i think you can i think it's like that's all magnified basically if it's a protein but i think if you had a a killer protein right that was very edible and loved it and you had one i don't know let's say i don't know extra eggshell on the side or whatever a bone type thing right it's just something there it's like you, you're, you're okay probably
0: yeah yeah but it, I it, We literally said uh, we would be shocked if it wasn't Sarah, and then it wasn't Sarah, and so I felt shocked. And now I think I'm trying to do some like revisionist history on why I should have seen this coming, but I definitely was surprised.
2: Yeah, I think, I don't know, during tasting, it just seemed really clear to me that it was Ashley. And then I did get a little bit confused during yeah. Judges' Table because, actually, it was not so much Sarah. I thought they were really mean to Nick in a way that I didn't see during tasting. So then I was like, Oh, is it Nick? Yeah. And then you just kind of go like, Oh, I guess it could be any of them. And then when yeah. they said, Ashley, I was like, want you to Oh do. yeah,
3: clearly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, I do feel bad for, I do feel bad for anybody at this point, especially on a family day. But also I feel a little easier when it's someone who's been eliminated previously. So actually yeah. getting her second. And, and she went out on episode five and then, Came back the next day and survived until this this far. Yeah. Very impressive. Like yeah, I think she had it really seems like she was world. eliminated too early. She's done a great job since then, really like redeemed herself, has a great arc on this season. Yeah. And Sarah had such a good arc in Last Chance Kitchen. I'm just so relieved that she didn't go home right away. Cause if you do that, you win whatever it was, eight or nine episodes of Last Chance Kitchen just to come in, get in the bottom of the quick fire and then go home immediately. Yeah. Uh heartbreaking. Yeah,
2: that is heartbreaking. Although I do think next episode i would like her to go home like i think i mean i I love her and i I, I like having her i think
0: we are
1: on sarah danger watch either way i feel like the the kind of confidence boost she got from like running the table last chance kitchen uh i feel like that's got to be a little bit crushed now of uh now
2: that she's now that she's in the in the real real world yeah yeah well, it
0: is it is so different. And I forget about that when I watch how impressive it is on Last Chance Kitchen. But she was talking a little bit about this. You don't have time to think about it. You have such a short time that you just grab a thing from your memory and start cooking. And on this, you have overnight to second guess yourself. And I think she might have over like overthought this dish. Mm. Instead I don't of know. just I mean, if she think... had two seconds, she would have just grabbed something she knew how to make, maybe.
3: Hmm. I, like during the time to go to the grocery store, she overthought it she, when, I mean, when she,
1: when she pick up the, when she figure out the dish, she was like, I'm going to make this dish, but in a good way.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: I, yeah, maybe she didn't. Well, she, she said that she could. So I guess I'm giving her some credit that she maybe did. But you're right. We didn't actually see her like changing her mind a bunch of times. But
3: yeah, she also didn't do so great on the quickfire.
0: She didn't. Um, as far as Sarah Danger watch, though, the, the preview of next week's episode shows her in a lot of trouble. And since the elves, previews are entirely lies every time mm. they're complete fabrications and and nonsense i think she's probably okay next week
2: unless they want you to think that
0: oh well, no it's a double oh.
2: reverse <laughs> yeah
0: it's like psychology backwards i wish there was a name for that how dare they um
3: <laughs> i have to say that uh, sarah's dish um i remember I, when i was a pretty young i went to a fancy restaurant and i Hadn't had a lot of, you know, diverse culinary experiences. And I ordered the tuna because that was something on the menu that I recognized. And they brought me... I know this, this word. This,
0: Tataki?
3: Uh, rare tuna that looked a lot like Sarah's dish. And uh, I was shocked. I was like... <laughs> what is this? What is it? Like, yeah. you, you didn't cook it. Like, you <laughs> this want- is not my tuna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was so... Like, I mean, I was like... I was just like petrified like i was anyway and i didn't actually try it they like my dad was like can you you know just take it back and cook it all the way through for a <laughs> okay I-, <laughs> I love the so with i've never to tried it because, a tataki yeah
1: yeah oh yeah, yeah mr yeah. tataki window um i, I-, I love the That that ordering that like kid ordering that goes wrong situation, I think is is a real fun
0: thing on the whole.
3: I think everyone else was having fun. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) definitely the closest I have to that was like the first time I ever like snuck away and ordered coffee when my parents weren't there, and I was like, I'll just say one of the words on the menu, and I ordered an espresso, and they gave it to me. It was Starbucks, and they gave it to me like in a full size cup. But then when I opened it, there was like. Just a tiny dribble in the bottom, and, I, and it tasted like death. And I was so upset. <laughs> it's like clearly, you did something wrong. This is not what coffee is supposed to be. What
2: is this crazy adult world? Oh, yeah, there's exactly.
0: Of- yeah, there's so many things like that where you're like, "Oh, adults are
2: so dumb." Yeah, why be-
0: did they
1: do this to themselves? First sip of beer was definitely like that. Also, where it's just like this can't be. This can't be <laughs> the thing that you guys do. Would- <laughs>
0: really? Yeah, you think it must be a prank. Adults are playing on you no. by pretending to drink it all the time. Yeah, but their taste buds are pranking them the whole time. That's the thing this was not megan's
1: experience
3: no i liked it <laughs> oh what the thing you? where
0: yeah where your dad gives you like a tiny sip to discourage you she was like yum 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 more please
3: <laughs> i was like i <laughs> to drink the whole thing and i started like jumping around the room and my dad was like oh <laughs> no, <laughs> that's,
0: that's, <laughs> what have i done just
1: toss your tear for
0: us. you just you just don't really know how it's gonna break yeah yeah it's a that's a risky maneuver the aversion beer aversion therapy <laughs> um
1: i got one uh on seafood i guess where it's like i ordered uh, so you know uh, at one point, we were in, um, uh, I guess Martha's Vineyard. I guess there's a seafood restaurant, and it was like lobsters. Servants ordering lobsters, um, and it said like you know, like ask for a two pound lobster. And I was like, oh man, they upgraded for two pa- to two pounds for free. Like I will take the two pound lobster. Um, it's worse. Not only is it not free, it is like exponentially more expensive because like they don't grow in a linear way, basically. so... <laughs> So, like, that the two-pound lobster, which was delicious, and I ate all of uh, as, like, so I guess a 15-year-old, um, was maybe, like, $60 instead of, like, 15 So, like, it's, it was, like, wow. I was like, please don't order this again. How
2: did they not <laughs> catch you ordering it to begin with?
1: They, well, it was, un- okay, so here's the thing. It was unpriced. And they right. didn't necessarily know uh, that they it was were. non-linear. Um, uh, there that, that was a there was like an asymptote of like the of the two pounds. it was trying well, to. What's great about the this effort. story is
0: that you did love it. Well, like it really was. This, so this wasn't a question of like, oh, food is a, is awful. Adult is a joke. It was like money, which is only theoretical to you at this point anyway. <laughs> it's like someone else has less made-up dollars than you had before. They had before. And you had a great meal of good lobster.
1: Well, it was a little bit of the, the you know, the like pack, the whole, smoke the whole carton of cigarettes, but just like, you know what? I, I'll take on this challenge. It was a little more like that also, where it's like, this is great. And it's oh, like, you're okay, gonna this I'm gonna to finish this
0: lobster, Ezra. <laughs>
1: Done. And yeah, I mean, it's basically, it was probably a pound of clarified butter that I would have had to consume at that point also to just to like that's to true. get a total of, total it. of three yeah. pounds
0: of food. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you
1: know, high metabolisms. Um, yeah, anyway, that's, that's what, I what I got.
0: Um... Well, so Ashley is eliminated and Sarah's on on elimination watch for next week. Uh, before we get into our mailbag, I have to ask you guys from zero to five, how many sea pokes are in your posse this week? <laughs> sea monkeys. How, how Texas, how, many how, how Houston, it's unfair it to say how Houston, I guess. I don't, I don't know how many Houstonians drive to Galveston for beach weekends, you know, yeah. style. but I guess as a, the region of Texas. And I there is like, sort of a story, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a sort a of a story that like Galveston was like on track to be bigger than Houston until like nine, early 1900s when there was a big hurricane that wiped it out and then Houston became the metropolis instead. So there is like a bit of a... There's sometimes yeah. Galvestonians have a chip on their shoulder that like we should have been the big city. The yeah. ship gets blown off by the winds pretty quickly though. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean it does seem kind of if that's your story, is like we should have been bigger about the hurricane. And then the one time I see you, there's like just an incidental <laughs> surprise hurricane. So it like, seems like mind,
2: really, just, mind to that. <laughs> kind of an intense place to hang out. Yeah. I knew about the hurricane. I didn't know uh, you know, about the rivalry with Houston, but I would say I didn't really learn anything about Galveston or yeah, Texas okay. except that it existed. So and if Taffy you want to give one sea poke for that um, yeah. and I already knew it existed.
3: So <laughs> yeah, not, not many. It was definitely like a very tourist board, like uh glossy magazine. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know.
0: Just to get one other thought in here from the mailbag um, from Allison, who's our, Chief Houston correspondent says, I thought they did a good job with Galveston for doing just one episode there. Lovely panoramic shots visit the Strand, the old historic downtown district and a trolley ride with glimpses of Galveston's historic famous mansions. Galveston got more bang for their buck than maybe Houston has all season. Galveston tends to get a bad rap because it's not all white, sandy beaches and turquoise water, but it's a very interesting city with just the right amount of weird to make it fun to visit. Hmm. And I I I like
2: that description.
0: Yeah, me too. I really appreciate you saying that, Allison, because I would say they did not get their bang for their buck on the episode, but they did from you just now. That's the best. Yeah. This is such a better sales pitch than look, you can rent this 28 room mansion from VRBO. Yeah.
1: Their, yeah. their buck
0: has now been banged thanks to you. <laughs>
2: yeah, so <laughs> we she, can all so agree. she she knows and understands Galliston and so when she saw the beautiful Panoramas, which there were. She could kind of fill in. Yeah, she could kind of fill in the gaps with her knowledge. But totally. And same with that district
0: where I saw Taffy Shop, which is every coast town, and Allison saw historic downtown, which I didn't really appreciate. Um, so yeah, I think you knowing what you, what to look for, you liked it a lot more than I did as a, as a stranger there, but just saying it's like just the minor, right amount of weird to hang out makes me kind of want to visit. So
2: absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Bang that awesome. Two, two cow sea pokes,
0: two sea uh, pokes. two, two sea cow
1: pokes. Um, uh, I think cause family is,
0: Yeah,
1: I think, I think, I know. yeah, family. I don't know. I, ha- I, I visit family in Texas before. Uh, so I imagine. Other oh, people have families appropriate there. then. Yeah, good so representation
0: I, of where your family is on yeah. the show. They're
1: not there anymore, but
0: well, then they moved.
1: They moved. It's fine. They just they well, moved. This it. It didn't help this riff at all.
0: Um, no, nope. <laughs> two sea two pokes from you, Megan. How many sea pokes you got?
3: Uh, I'll go for two. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was charmed by the. Tr- trolley bus even though you didn't like
0: it <laughs> there's just something about a like a bus that's designed to look like a trolley but has rubber tires and it's driving on clearly trolley tracks would they've removed the trolley and put a fake trolley in and that's annoying
2: i think we have that the, yeah, it, yeah, that, like,
0: that, that didn't like really like do anything because we definitely have that in san francisco
1: nor,
2: and northern california has like the wine trolley which is pretty much the same thing here's, here's a the thing
1: sometimes san francisco you wanna... also has trolleys yes yeah. which are I mean, that's just a touristy thing. Uh, but they also have like the the non-trolley, tr- like the converted trolleys. That's like if you don't want to go to the, the two places, basically, that the standard trolleys go.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, like trolleys are almost always touristy. Like Portland's trolley is like extremely impractical for almost any commuting or useful type purposes, but it's fun for tourists. Um, trolleys are not the most... They're, they're, whenever a city proposes a trolley, it's like, oh, they're trying to do a... Fun, silly thing for tourists. They're not trying to help people get around. But a trolley bus is that just for show? It's not even. You don't even get the advantages of the trolley now. Yeah. I I mean, I like. I like (laughs) that.
1: I like the window situation on a trolley. I think it's probably my favorite thing. Like, I just like you get to look out.
2: But you have to dress warm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Especially (laughs) (laughs) it's
0: hurricane season. All right. Um, Well, now it's time to get into our final act. it's time for the mailbag we've already checked in with a few writers we've got a few more we really appreciate everybody who writes into the show you can get into the mailbag couple of opportunities left you can go to a you can send us an email first of all mailbag you can also go to our website or facebook or twitter and we really appreciate everyone who writes in the show okay couple of interesting things here to talk about um oh we got to talk about the uh, bedroom stew room which Hannah says, "Bedroom Stew Room" was my new favorite, particularly Buddha climbing up on the top bunk. <laughs> they were stewing in like a children's room. It was like animal-themed sheets and everything. It was a pretty fun stew room.
3: Yeah, I don't think I noticed that. Yeah,
0: I did not clock that either.
3: <laughs> oh, I definitely noticed him climbing. Up well, to I the remember top him climbing, climbing at the time. I,
0: I didn't put together, oh, this is the stew room right now because they can't. Because normally they would have used the living room, and now the judges are there because they got kicked in from the hurricane. Um, but yeah, I, that's a very the idea of like, well, we gotta deal with this. Scurry, scurry, scurry sitting he's up on his propped his head oh, up on his elbows yeah. on the top bunk. What are you guys thinking? How do you feel about your dishes? I wish they didn't they didn't go to like to see what toys they were there, did they? Because that's actually one no, of my favorite I things. It. I think there was wine on the TV stand and they found that. That was the only toy they found. <laughs> I that
1: is one of my favorite things, I think. Um, where it's just like the exploration phase, I guess, of a rental where it's like, like, what do what do we have to work with here? Um and you know, the kids usually like you know go out and see, you know, what is the what is a the transformer they can play with or you know what yeah. what are the yeah, what are the perks of this house? Yeah,
0: I mean I would love to have seen them explore that and that would have been good VRBO money, Verber money um would have been explore the house, touch other people's stuff. That's what you get to do. Yeah, touch our stuff, VRBO. <laughs> An Orbitz company. Um, okay, and then some other stuff not as related to this week's episode. Um, some thoughts from Ren. First, Ren says a couple weeks ago you mentioned Gregory's cookbook being nominated for a James Beard Award. I have this cookbook and it is great. Not a lot mm. of vegetarian entrees, but the fish dishes are amazing. Mm.
2: Good to know. Thank you. It looks beautiful.
0: Yeah, I it it does look gorgeous, and um, I'm sure they are good. I, it's always a crapshoot to translate from somebody that talented to something that I could do, and a lot of the time totally. I really end up being too hard. So that's my real question. But
2: that's my hesitation with buying chefs. Who I really admire buying their cookbooks is because yeah. I just don't imagine that I could actually pull it off,
1: what, yeah, absolutely. Do people actually use like uh, cookbooks? like because i I love them, but I kind of like buy them in the way where it's like, I love this world where I would use this. And I want this, like, do in my like house. Do you, flip through them?
0: Do you peruse?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I would definitely. I would look at it sometimes. But uh, but then I don't Megan think i ever, like...
0: you like cookbooks to, like, read and learn about. And then you'll try a dish or two. But you'll also just get a lot of just general, I feel like, feel for the food by just reading through the book.
3: Um, yeah, I love reading them and looking at all the pretty photographs. Uh-huh. Um, I do use them. But also, they're it's a little harder to, like, search cook super hard uh, yeah what's uh, up with that's what here? i think that yeah yeah so well, i end up using blogs so
0: this is the good news porn. almost every recipe you cook is from a cookbook it was just stolen and put on a blog without proper credit <laughs> yeah so whenever you're looking at a blog recipe it Actually, came from someone who did the actual work
3: do you credit the, the
0: cookbook that they were inspired yeah. by sure yeah okay so yeah, either with, with or without proper credit but a lot of them are coming from the cookbook world before that they say, um, to be fair, they say a whole lot of stuff before they get to the recipe, so like yeah, they I could really be crediting yeah. like everything. I would like I just have to skim through as they go through their life story. Ren also uh, says I, w- I would like a spinoff show where the chefs are asked about their tattoos, which hmm. I do think um, that you should definitely let the, the elves know because I'm positive they are desperate for web content all the time. And if that's a web series you would watch, then they will make that web series. That this is a perfect top. That. TikTok spin-off is just I mean, tell me about your tattoos. Haven't we talked uh you know to to producers before
1: on Top yeah, yeah, Chef we just say like, for you? Hey. like here's a free idea for web content. Our our listeners are blowing up about this, right? <laughs> so for every one person that wrote in, there's got to be
0: 3000 that also want this. So this one Facebook comment in a list of Facebook comments from somebody mentions casually this web series idea. Go for it. Um we did mention that there were less tattoos than usual, but I am super curious about God's favorite chef having that that head tattoo of a dagger. That, I'm curious about that story.
2: Yeah, I want to know all the stories. I I really um, would watch this. All right.
0: Yeah, the people people can't
1: stop talking about how much they want this web series. Well, all right, because you know they have mind of a chef, right? So this is just skin of a chef. Oh God!
3: <laughs> you
0: no, know? we're definitely not calling it that. Well, so a chef? we'll be like. Okay, so here's this idea that one of our listeners had, and here is a name that you're not going to use.
3: <laughs> I've already ruled out one name. <laughs> the one thing:
0: the cost of this idea of passing it along to you is that you cannot call it "Skin of a Chef." <laughs> I think it's good. All right, I'm some. Sure uh, 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 Alta writes in to say, "Did anyone else think that the elves were pushing hard for Sam in the promo for Fan Favorite last week? And since I guess the title comes with money, what are the odds that Nick takes it?" So, as mentioned, we're not seeing the promos for fan favorite i don't think any of us are really getting this um so i'm only vaguely aware that it's happening and it's this is how long um a a season feels when i read this i was like there was no sam on this season yeah i was gonna say i barely think about sam no one named sam that's a lie i looked it up there was a guy named sam he was i I like sam a lot too he is definitely favorable he just he went
3: out too early early. not my fan favorite
0: well this is why i bring this up then to say not just that the not just to mention that preview and see if anyone else at home felt that way but what do you guys feel about fan favorites who who is who is your as a fan favorite
3: this year sarah for sure i can't i mean i I like like them all but as like i I feel like there's a lot of like personality and like you know you enjoy their jokes or i don't know just like yeah so i would go i would go for sarah
2: yeah, I I agree and I think if we're, you know, then my next vote would be for Evelyn because mm-hmm. I was just of the that respect too. that I have for her and I also enjoy, you know, her, who she is and watching her interact with the other chefs, but it's just there's this like consistency and confidence and I mean, I think she could win the whole thing, but also Right, fan this, so this
0: is my issue that I've always had with fan favorite is I feel like it frequently it is also the winner. Yeah. not always but uh, like sometimes and i think people like, the memory could definitely say that it's not usually the winner right maybe not usually I, but it should not be allowed it's weird to be like you win the league and also get personality award like is a separate award it should be a separate award and so I, sometimes I, I, you are the
1: best at both sometimes you are the best at the cooking and also the, at
0: the at the talking absolutely and because you won the one prize I think you should we should get so that other I just like when other people get stuff out of it. Hmm. I think Evelyn is my clear choice for fan favorite. If she doesn't win, if she wins, then I feel like it has to go to Buddha. Right. Oh, just yeah. because I feel like one of them needs to win and the other one should get a consolation I, prize because it's like, so close. I like Jay for this also. I think she'd be a good. Uh... Yeah, I think she's definitely she's in the running for me more than Sam for sure. But personally, I think it should be Sarah if there was fan favorite for Last Chance Kitchen. But since she's been like in her few episodes on the main show, I don't know that I feel that way. But yeah, you win for jokes. That's what I'm going to vote for. If it's not based on you didn't win and you deserve a consolation prize, then Sarah gets it for jokes. Yeah. Is my feeling. I'm, but Sam is not a, a threat for that award in my head.
2: Yeah. I think if he stuck around for longer and continued to be, you know, as goofy and, interesting Mm -hmm. maybe but
1: yeah i think he had good fan favorite dna in terms of like that's that's he was
0: saying a lot of things that would would really build a following but just went out uh too fast on it so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um another interesting question for you guys i don't know if you saw this this was brought to our attention by a couple people but the first one who sent it to me was jay number one who forwarded along this tweet from top chef global headquarters hashtag Mm -hmm. top chef is going global earth emoji for the first time ever, season 20 will be shot entirely internationally. Whoa. I think you can guess where? Thinking emoji. Hand pointing down emoji. Anyways, the point oh, is they're, they're, you know really down? Down. they're Twitter. <laughs> if it's hand it pointing down, wonder, I know you were hoping for Mars. Uh, no, I'm it's just going to say, it's, I thought it's Australia then.
2: Down under. <laughs>
0: oh, nice down I, they're pointing towards where you could reply. The point no, is, this the is point like where Australia is, is a shelf social media person, and it is a little bit annoying is why I read all those parts. Anyway, the point is, season 20, not shot in the United States. Where do you guys think they're going to go?
2: Wow. Well, wait, first question. Do we still think they're going to be American-based chefs? Oh, so that's like, an interesting idea.
0: Jungle, right? um, I, it certainly seems that way from That's What the Show Does. But I would love a Top Chef International All-Stars. I would love to see people who had been the last couple seasons maybe top in in the U.S. competing against top runners-up from other Top Chefs. That would be cool. That would be so flipping cool.
2: Yeah, I would love that too.
0: Um, Um, My biggest fear when I see this tweet immediately is being like, if you guys go to Canada – yeah. I want that crossover, though. I, I would love to see them do... I would love the Top Chef Canada people to be in it. I would love to see them cook in Canada more. And I love Canada. And I think Toronto would be a very cool place to shoot it. But if you make a big deal about going global and then you go 40 minutes outside of New York, I'm just... A, it's a little disappointing. <laughs> this is your second time this week of throwing international shade on Canada on a podcast, Alex. I know. I think part of it's because I was in. I was already talking about it on the other time, uh, on the other show, oh, that I am currently still angry about it. If somebody tells me, man, I'm traveling, you know, I'm I'm a big international performer and they've only performed in the U.S. and Toronto, I think that's annoying.
2: I think there's a high chance of it being Canada because in this covid world, there are only so many places I think they'd be comfortable going. I think number
0: one suggested, uh, uh, as a guess, like Mexico-Bahamas combo, which since there's sponsorship money, I do see the, like, Bahamas... I could see having the tourist budget to say come down here and cook, and there's definitely a lot of tourism dollars in parts of Mexico because they've gone there for finales and stuff before. Like, I can see the logic of that. Not that you'd be excited about it, but I could like I doubt <sighs> Toronto's got the budget or wants yeah. to is advertising for that world the same way that.
2: No, I, I I would love it in Mexico. I think it's just I don't know. It's it's COVID, man. There's places where it's right. Right. not as much in control, and it's not even in control here. So. It's going to be interesting to see what they choose. I don't think it'll be Australia for that same reason.
0: Is it like South Korea, New Zealand? Are those the only two options?
2: I was going to say maybe New Zealand. (laughs) 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 I
0: I would watch Top Chef Auckland. I think that would be cool. Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: I know... A surprising amount of like um, of New Zealand because um, on the treadmill that I used to run at the YMCA, they had like a um, like you do like these tours of different places, basically. Uh, like uh-huh. you know, for the rain, and one of them was like they're I think they're mostly New Zealand, and so there's like um uh, a, a good amount of the streets that I know on that one day when there's like a uh, some kind of costume party. Interesting. I think it like the most number of like boats per capita. I want to say it's like one of the most livable. Um, I believe I like- that, although the capita is also small, so that
0: throws off. It's kind of yeah. an outlier with its I think small capital. It's actually
1: capita. the, the southernmost um capital I think in the world. You do really
0: know a lot about New Zealand.
1: Southernmost things. Yeah, there's like there's a um yeah, uh there's a lot of artisans there. I think there is like a um some kind of like hill that was like a like a hill of tears or something. Anyway, there's a lot of bits and pieces of it. Um yeah, now you right kind of, livable, of like, were one you of go, go, go cities. Yeah. Are the you sure th-
0: are you sure that wasn't just when the treadmill got steeper? <laughs> I am sad, most capital, but also tr- hill of tears. Why is it happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right, lastly from the mailbag this week. Um uh, just uh Becca writes in to say do uh, do you have any commentary on Tom colicchio and Spike Mendelson's NFT venture? Um mm. I don't wait, think we wait, wait, want- that was our, that, that was our pizza thing, right? Yes, there's a pizza thing. I think we talked about it on our chat but not on the podcast. I can't remember I if you actually appreciate- brought it up yet. I think I talked about this at one point. Yeah. We have about, about it a little piece. bit, but I, it was a good excuse um, to do some uh, follow-up research because I wanted to see what happened. So this was originally put on sale in March. Um, so Tom and Spike were um, agreed to partner with a um, pyramid scheme venture to mint 2,777 ugly pieces of pizza, which were sold for $204 each, netting the founders and celebrity spokesmen, half a million dollars in actual money um i can tell you from looking at i was looking at all the pizzas um six percent of them have toronto as the background 12 percent have extra cheese one percent has a red tank top so that's like the most sought after um and one thing about nfts is they all come with now is like the good nfts are like we also have like a discord and like access to merch and stuff.
3: What is a discord? I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> a private chat room. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I, they're I trying to the prevent- community because the thing that they're selling is fake. And so they're trying to be like, but you also get these great benefits in the real world. Anyway, what I can tell you is that a month and a half after they were released and sold for $204, the median resale price is $104. So people who bought into this particular corner of the pyramid scheme world fund that supported by Tom, and spike mendelson have lost on average 50% of their money so far <laughs> yes there's definitely a possibility to go to not the moon it can go as far away from the moon as possible it could go to new zealand,
2: zealand. I- i'm pictures. sorry they they bought pictures of weird looking pizza characters Yes. is that uh, what this is
0: have you not have you
1: not gotten the nft are, are, are you not on the there's the- so many oh, things like about everything program. you guys
2: yeah. just said that is so confusing to me <laughs>
0: Okay, so you know how pyramid schemes weren't up with the current technology?
2: I guess. Okay. Yeah, well,
0: so this is MLMs. MLMs.
2: Okay, because yeah. yeah, people but, are going to other people's houses for parties. Yeah.
0: What if MLMs had no product and you could also make your imi- you could use a picture of pizza as your icon? Yeah, it's like limited runs of trading cards that don't exist. Just, you could just that make it min- worse, but
1: you don't you know have what? the
0: real one.
2: Don't bother explaining this to me. I'm just, well, I'd rather I mean, not yeah, get I'm trying it.
0: trying to like joke explain it. I have no interest in actually explaining it. It is a pyramid <laughs> scheme. And we're currently in like this massive crash where like all of these people are losing money from the crypto world. Is
2: um, it a- oh, right. Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Well, it's it a Ponzi a scheme.
0: Big, so, so it's hard to tell the difference between a pyramid scheme and a Ponzi scheme sometimes in the, in the crypto world at large, in, in the NFT world, they've just figured out how to sell you Nothing. And people are into it enough that they are buying the nothing. But it, it literally is a scheme a scam. There's like if you look at the sales of these ugly pieces of pizza, they're almost all at a loss except for uh, of like a hundred dollars, except for one that sold two weeks ago for eighty thousand dollars. And that's Wait. not real. No one would have done that. But what they do is they sell them from one of their own accounts to their other secret account. So it drives uh. up the price and artificially inflates it. Now, you could say all art is a scam. And you're not entirely wrong. But this is... You, you, you're not like, well, we, we'll fix it by making it scammier. But it's a scam. It's a scam.
1: One of these pizza pictures has like a... a- uh, pizza cutter stuck in his head and i think that's my favorite
0: well that's the one of the things about these this kind of the way the, they work now is it's all computer generated so you draw like one character and then you have it randomly change different things so that some of them are rarer than others
3: i mean i okay. can see why Tom and spike want to do this because it seems like you get money for nothing yeah they
0: got they did not they, well they had to they had to tweet a scam to their followers and then they got a check and i think i
3: mean that's gross it's, but ex- it's also a lot of money yeah
0: so this is what i think is actually interesting for my okay i wish we were doing video just so you could watch sarah's confused face <laughs> as she looks at this pizza we're looking, at, we're looking right now we're looking at tom's
1: uh avatar uh on twitter which is one of the pizza things and i'm trying to see if it's if it looks like him because it kind of has a
2: you guys just when i think i understand a little bit about the world and existence something like this happens and I. Need to go back to the drawing board.
0: It, um, it's yeah. unbelievable. It's a it's a really intensely messed up world, and especially watching all of these people lose tons of money now, it's really yeah. heartbreaking. And um the reason why, like, it, it, I think it is more pyramid than Ponzi scheme because they're just always yeah. trying to convince more people to get into it so that their money that they spent goes up, and that they get to make money, and then eventually you run out of people who want to buy fake money, and it. The price collapses, and everybody loses money, except for a couple Ooh. of bros who are thieves. And I do feel like like, like Wolfgang Puck will put his name on any yogurt parfait in any airport in the world. Like, and I think that's kind of annoying and not super cool. And I'm not like proud of him for it. But I do feel like Tom and Spike should both be deeply embarrassed about this. I think this is way worse. Yeah. Because if you say, look, em- Emerald put his name on a frying pan. It's not a great frying pan. People are not losing savings. You're not pretending that frying pan is an investment because it's got your name on it. Yeah. Like, this is, this is dis- more uh, disgusting to me. Okay, so I, yeah.
1: I guess, uh, look... I love I love nonsense, as you know. You um,
0: like nonsense. That's an interesting. And, but you, you do you do hate hurting people. I don't I do.
1: But like, okay. So here's the thing. I don't think there's that many people who are thinking like this pizza picture is going to. This is the thing. I'm going to put all put up my all my life scenes on this, cashing up the 401k. I think this is like you know what. This is a piece of art that is ridiculous that I like that I'm going to put money on it. If it goes up, it goes down. Fine. Uh, but. I'm not going to sell it. So I'm not trying to make... I'm not going to try to get rich on this pizza picture. Like, I just like this. So you think these are
2: people with money who are just enjoying the art? Yeah, who are
0: making an informed, silly decision. If that is true, those people are okay. But let me add two more facts to you to see how this this sits with you. Number one it is really easy to steal people's investable NFTs. It is extremely common, even among the biggest accounts that own a bunch of ugly monkeys have had them stolen and then other people resell them, they don't care. So the crime rate is extremely high. So even if there were people who are genuine, those people are getting robbed constantly because it's not a real physical thing. It's much easier to steal a digital thing. And number two, every time you do a transaction on the blockchain, the database that controls all of this, it is destroying the earth at the a rate that we have never before seen the they're so digital currencies are so inefficient that they cause huge amounts of energy to be consumed to do every single transaction that like if you were to sell one of your ugly pieces of pizza it would be like 15 plane flights around the world's worth of energy like wow. it is i'm exaggerating but it is unbelievable the 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 amount of energy that it takes to do this stuff is horrifying. So basically if you were like, I like money, but I wish it was scammier, it was mostly used by criminals and it was also destroying the earth.
1: Okay. I don't like most of the things you said, but that still doesn't really change it for me. I also (laughs) I I I feel bad for the people who just wanted a normal (laughs) podcast about Pop Chef
0: and now they got into this web three like wormhole. And I'm sorry for everyone here. (laughs) I do I know. I um I (laughs) I know this is not uh, what everybody came here for, but I did want. to. it was a good exi- a good opportunity to check in and see how the price was. I mean, most like nobody's You can't spend money on these. You can only spend fake money on them. You can only spend you Ethereum. Can only spend the Earth, yeah, you can spend okay. the Earth and yeah. your digital currencies on them. And so those things, uh, like there, there is a bit of a barrier to entry here, where like normal people. Can't, like don't just like have an Ethereum coin to spend on an ugly piece of pizza so it is largely crypto bros who are getting bankrupted but not exclusively and I know enough friends who have like it's like filtered down to them where they're like I'm gonna dabble in the casino and then they have lost money and it hurts me to see them be like the last rung on the pyramid um, anyway I'm very passionate about this which is why I let this sneak into the show and I appreciate you guys going there with me
2: yeah, let's, yeah blowing my mind anyway. here
0: if 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 Tom if this were to come up in a conversation with Tom or Spike, I would tell them, like, that was a little bit gross, right? I mean, yeah. I, I will also add, I get emails to do comedian-based NFTs three times a week. There are so many people, because you're doing a thing that's made up that makes money and costs you nothing, and you're just trying to find people with followings on social media to tweet about it to get their people's money for nothing – I am inundated with offers to do different kinds of like, oh, this is a, you know, we're going to take your joke and turn it into an ugly monkey and then sell it to somebody. Can, can we do
1: FT's, which is fungible tokens, where we just give, give people like a, a Play-Doh pack and they can turn it into whatever they want? Just super fungible.
0: I don't think, I mean, I don't mind giving people Play-Doh. That's right. I, I mean, I think you're getting there the, a weird way, but I'll do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> if people want play-doh I'll, i mean i think there's a whole corporation designed to sell them play-doh already i don't know if the business is saturated home. but <laughs> <laughs> they mean wait wait p l a y d o h nah
1: about. yeah yeah
3: yeah right
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well that's a weird place to end an episode but that's gonna be it for us thank you so much everybody <laughs> who sends us feedback and we love to hear from you and um I'm sure we have alienated the tiny corner of our already pretty niche podcast for people who are also interested in cryptocurrencies. And um, I do think you should stop participating in a pyramid scheme. But that's between you and your digital monkey god. Um, That's for you guys to decide how to deal with it. Anyway, send all your hate mail to us, mailbag at packyourmics.com, and I will probably not read it if it's mean. Um, Thanks for hanging out, Ezra and Sarah.
2: Yeah, good to be here.
0: Thanks for being our one true family on this family day where everyone else left for their other families. Uh, I, I actually I got you a letter from all the other family members. Oh, they um, sent you on their behalf? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Nice. I just
1: want to be here otherwise. Uh, but the, <laughs> the thing,
0: I, I've got a job. I I got,
1: yeah, but yeah, man. but no, but here here's a letter here's a letter from Chris. He says um that
0: um that he's uh had to pack his knife and go home so. Oh, okay. That's nice of him to say that, so I don't have to eliminate him. He definitely would have got to go home today. It, he he had been on on elimination watch since last week when i forgot to eliminate him so (laughs) okay thanks for being here megan
3: thanks Alex.
0: all right we're gonna go eat some uh pizza in toronto we'll talk to you guys later not really (laughs) i was just trying to do the international pizza
3: bye
4: bye